0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the next episode of the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. I'm Adam Sager. He is Sean Salisbury. All right, Sean, yesterday was cut day in the NFL. Everybody had to get their rosters down to 53 men. Well, we saw some surprises, but before we get into names and, and what you thought, what was cut day like as a veteran, as a young guy? Uh, you know, because yeah, there were some teams where you felt like you were safe. You were, you know. And then there's sometimes where you're like, I have no idea if I'm going to be in this building tomorrow. Yeah. What was the kind of the mindset for not only yourself, but also your teammates that you knew they're, they're probably going to
1: get cut. Right. For me, the first two years were like that because I was an undrafted free and you had to, you know, especially the rookie year, because there were six quarterbacks on the roster in Seattle. And so I had to have a great preseason. And you still don't know because sometimes like Chuck Knox was a veteran coach. He liked veterans. One year we cut a second round running back. Wow! in training camp Owen Gill from Iowa who's a good player but he had a veteran Eric Lane who went to BYU but was a great special teams and everybody loved him they, they, they cut the second round draft so you you know that for me I'm coming in there saying well we got Paul McDonald and Garrett Gilbert I mean uh Garrett Gilbert uh Gail Gilbert his dad David uh-huh. Craig um they had drafted a quarterback signed another guy I was a sixth quarterback signed and I made the team but that feeling sucks because you don't have as a if you're not a first-round pick, you're like, damn. Uh, I Every single day mentally in the meetings, you you, you don't have – I can't afford to miss four throws in a row like the first-round pick can right, or the guy they drafted because, well, that's why they drafted him. They're going to get more leeway. So it sucked, but I, you know what I did? My dad, when I didn't get drafted, he, he said, go put a chip on your shoulder the right way and go make this team and the rest take care of itself. Forget where you didn't get drafted. And I did, and it really sustained me for a long time and – and it was the right move because I didn't go with I wasn't afraid to get cut. I was my goal on the other side I kicked I had maybe I had such an attitude then that it was like how, how dare them right not draft me I mean that's how you feel and you have to right. build, whatever it is that drives you and I had a I, mean, I had a preseason I needed to have to make the team, but I'll never forget the feeling when they told me I made the team and I'm walking in there and one little caveat, David Craig, who was our quarterback did not talk to me much during training camp which I wasn't used to in quarterback rooms like this is weird. He was nice, but he wasn't he he didn't extend much of an olive branch. You had to go to him, you know, veteran. And he and I'm like by the end of camp I finally went up to him late and I said when I made the team I said, "Dude, why didn't you he congratulated me. One of the first ones to congratulate me. I said, "Why were you like a prick?"
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: and it wasn't it, it, it was intentional, but not just to me. And he said, "Sean, Loved having you around. He goes, but uh, you develop relationships with rookies and then they get cut and then it sucks. And he made it. And I learned a valuable lesson about that going forward. And David, and then he treated me like gold. He just wanted me to make the team and then develop a relationship. He was kind, but he wasn't, didn't go out of his way to be kind. He was just going to take care of his business because he wanted to get ready for the season. So, and I mean that as an affectionate compliment. So I learned a lot, but it sucked and it sucked a lot too, especially as you got later in your career. The next day I felt pretty comfortable the rest of my career, you know, that I was going to be on a team or be on that team. And, but it didn't prevent me from working, but I hated it because guys that you loved, you had to get, you get get cut. And I I didn't like that. You know, you didn't like that. So it's not just you, it's friends that you care about. Cause for some it ends and they don't play again. And for some they keep on playing and they go somewhere else and it works out for them. So it's an, it's an uncomfortable feeling because you can play well and still get cut. And we saw that on certain teams. Every team has that guy that, thinks he's making it and gets cut, and then every team has that guy that doesn't think he's uh making it and does and and and, and does make it and doesn't get cut. So those guys exist everywhere,
0: yeah, it's such an interesting day because well, we saw it yesterday when the Raiders cut uh Leatherwood, the the big offensive lineman that they drafted in the first round last year. Now, this is a new regime, so they're not tied to any of these players that you know have been drafted outside of this last draft. But you cut the big guy, and the Bears have now picked him up on waivers. And, you know, it's just an interesting – Kellen Mond is another name that the Vikings drafted in the third round. I wouldn't have drafted him that high anyway. No, I mean – yeah, Overdrafted. We've talked about him because it felt like he was in college for nine years. So, I mean, you had plenty of time to talk about him, and he just never seemed like that guy that was going to just take that next step. He never took that next step. He was always kind of the same guy in college. And he seems to be the same guy. Same right. guy in, Stiff, in Minnesota.
1: Spectacular one half, disappear for two games, right? And yet there's potential there if you want to put him on a spot where you say, We got three years to developing because he needs some mechanical changes and some consistency. And he wasn't a great college player. He had great cut co- like that eight overtime game. Mm-hmm. He had great college moments, but he wasn't consistent. Jimbo's just a genius, dude, at getting college quarterbacks overdrafted. He yeah. just is. We can go through a ton of guys. Every guy gets does a nice job in college, goes to the NFL, and for the most part, they don't. It's it's not a long term thing yeah. for them, or or they don't dominate, and that's not a bad thing. So uh, I, I, you know, you think about it. Well, Sudfeld thought he was going to be the backup in San Francisco, gets cut because they keep Jimmy, and all of a sudden, what I think Detroit jumped all over him, and they're going to. I know, Minnesota. Mostly.
0: He's replacing Kellen
1: Mond. If if no, I'm not that mistaken. was Nate Mullins. Oh, that was Nate Mullins. Mullins. Yes, Mullins, yeah. who was in san francisco former, the previous right before Niders. he went to the raiders and all those dates and <laughs> an su in it right yes. i think what happened is that that blau kid or blow the blow yep. kid in david, Detroit, david blau yep right they 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 cut sudfeld to make room for to keep jimmy and i believe that they, they jumped right all over sudfeld yep. and got him out there because You're right well yep. sudfeld it had some some decent success as the third guy in philly right so yep. it just it's a revolt and there's guys everywhere at different positions but yeah man it's it's a it's an odd day and you get a first round pick you didn't have to do squat for if you're leatherwood now the question is how does the guy get cut that fast eggs you know what i mean
0: yeah it's like dude yeah.
1: you just start or <laughs> ross blacklock in minnesota you were i remember when you were here you weren't a big fan of his no even then if i'm not mistaken the 40th pick and in two years he's out and you had to give a seventh round pick with him to get a sixth round back if you're the Texans. so it's amazing how quickly somebody goes sour and you don't know what it is. Maybe it's attitude. Maybe they didn't think Leatherwood fit the scheme that Josh McDaniels, or there wasn't any nasty in him, but it's really weird how quickly that goes. And then he may end up being a pro bowler for you guys in Chicago. Right. Nice.
0: Cause it's, it's, it's so interesting to see, you know, we know he's an athletic freak when it comes to Alex Leatherwood. And so my next question is let's stick with the bears. Ryan Poles' new GM has come in and he's flipped this roster. Completely on its head. Oh, yeah. He's shoved so many guys out. He kept 13 rookies this year when you count uh, the undrafted guys and the guys he drafted. Now he's bringing in more youth. He claimed six guys he, today.
1: Yeah, six guys more than anybody on the way there, yeah. right? Right. Six so, of them. Right.
0: I mean, he is trying to churn this roster and get it to where he wants it, the type of players he wants. And if you kind of look, you know, there's these scores that come out around draft time of these guys. And you right. know, it's like the RAS score, and, and 10 is the highest you can get. And we've seen some guys that were close to 10 that just suck. OJ Howard's right. a guy that you know was I a couldn't freak. be more
1: shocked by his, yeah,
0: yeah. And that guy can't do anything on the football field, it seems. So, and he was picked up by uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, yeah. So, uh, it, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see. And Kellen Mann he goes to Cleveland, so now he's going to be the third guy behind uh, Hobbs, I think. I and forgot, Hobbs, is a, not Job, Hobbs, Josh, Dobbs, not yeah, Dobbs. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs
1: is the second guy, and Brissett's going to hold it down. And then the question is, when when Watson comes back, one of those guys got to go. Right. right? <laughs> one of those guys is going to go more than likely. So, you know, it's interesting, Sigs, you mentioned O.J. Howard, and you hit it. Everybody misses sometimes. I remember you and I were doing shows together when O.J. Howard came out of school. Yeah. He had the same feel about him, even though I think he was the nineteenth pick while Pitts was the fourth pick, but the same feel and banter about him that we gave Kyle Pitts that people did coming out of Florida. Versatile, can run. He can do I mean he not, not obviously not as freakish as right. Pitts, but somewhere where you say, oh, this is a new age. A matter of fact, he was he and Quentin Nelson, I don't know if it was the same draft, but within a year of each other, I, I, I think it, he was one of my guys that you have to, he'd have to do something really crappy as a player not to be successful. And he goes to Brady. I mean, I know it was Tampa first, but then mm-hmm. he's got Brady the last few years and then he's got Josh Allen. Now he's got Joe Burrow. So what's missing? I mean, I've sat here and watch him. I'm like, is it because well, Gronk slowed the process down when he was there? Is it because I, I don't know what it is? Cause I'm not in camp and I don't see anybody derogatory. I mean, beat him down like that, but he's had quarterbacks. He's been on good teams. And I'm like, Sigs, if you would have bet me a thousand dollars at the time that OJ Howard was going to be a success in the NFL, coming away from Nick Saban and what he did, I just thought he needed to touch the ball more because in college he didn't touch it as much as I would have, right? When he left Alabama. And I, I now maybe he rejuvenates and all of a sudden Joe Burrow turns him into a star, but I couldn't have been more shocked that OJ Howard became just a guy. I thought he was, I actually thought he was underdrafted at 19 when he came out and and it feels like
0: i mean he was in tampa as you mentioned with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, there was weapons there. So it's not like he was being doubled as a young right. player. He went to Buffalo with Stefan Diggs and, and Dawson Davis, Knox and, and a that, bunch of, right. yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of weapons. And now he's going to another team with a bunch of weapons. There's no excuse. Uh, if he can't get on the football field and stay on a team, he's just a bad NFL player. People was going to say,
1: maybe it's just him. Yeah. yeah. It, it comes down to the point. Where it's like, dude, we could say, and I'm not saying he's saying it. We can all say, well, what about this? Maybe it's the system. Hell. You'll be in three different systems with three of the best quarterbacks on the planet, and if you can't succeed here, or you're? Are you not studying hard enough? Right. Did you take it for granted? Did we overrate you? Because I, I, I honestly, I, 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 even if he wasn't going to be a star, I would have thought, well, this is going to be a really good player for a, for a decade in the league. Yeah, he would have been at, at least to stay a top on a ten.
0: Yeah, right, at least right. a top ten type guy. Right, and. Right. and you know, right now, I'm looking at their depth chart. He's the third guy on the depth chart behind Hayden Hurst, who is a guy that had a really good start to his career and then got traded and kind of fell off. And, uh, and, and He's then trying Drew... to find
1: himself again as a big-time a- player. Exactly.
0: Right? And then Drew Sample, who's had a nice career there in Cincinnati, is a backup, and he'll continue to be a backup. But O.J. Howard has a path to playing time. He's well, just got to do raw it.
1: Ability, pure raw ability. It should be no question who the, if you, if they put him in a superstars competition, who's winning that exactly. battle? The three. The question is, uh, are we, are we the superstars competition? Are we playing football? I got to find out what kind of football player OJ has. Cause say, cause you know that there's not going to be many more of these chances. Cause I got, I got news for you. The quarterback position doesn't get better from the three you've left. I mean, the two you've left to go to yeah. bro. If you leave bro, it doesn't get much better. So maybe it's now on OJ Howard to do something different and to, and to re elevate himself and, and rekindle whatever it was that he had at Alabama that we're not seeing in the NFL. Uh,
0: One other thing real quick before we go to the next topic, what is it with your Raiders and drafting? I mean, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. You have Cleveland Farrell, who was picked, I think, in the top five, I think fourth, if I remember correctly. He's been nothing. Henry Ruggs, well, we know what happened with him. He's in jail or going to jail. Alex Leatherwood cut. Damon Arnett released. He's a pain in the ass and a dumbass. Uh, Trayvon Mullen was a top two round draft pick. He and was they just, just traded. traded him. Yeah, nice. he was just traded. Uh, Lynn Bowden. He was just traded and then cut by Miami, and we'll see where he is. Uh, Tanner Mews, the safety from Clemson, he was just traded. I mean, and we can keep doing this draft after draft after draft where, Uh, I mean, Mike Mayock literally went in. It's shocking that the Raiders have a team that can actually compete because they've been so poor at drafting.
1: It's a bloody embarrassment, and Gruden wasn't good at it there when he and Mayock were together Yeah, John had the final say. You know, even in the past, at times, God rest the great football man and Al Davis. God rest his soul. But, says, you know that the intrigue with speed. You know when the Raiders were at their best, dude? When they were getting scrap heap dudes. Yeah. Ted Hendricks would lead. When I say scrap heap, no. Ted Hendricks would leave Baltimore, go there and be in the Pro Bowl five straight years. Phil Villapiano being a pro bowl as a linebacker, Mark Benny. And then, you know, you get Cliff branch, who's, who's your straight line guy, but could catch and in the hall of fame and Fred come I mean, the, the list just kept going on and on. Right. Those guys, Hey, we'll grab him from another team. And then he ends up being a pro bowler for us. And it just, it went on. They would everywhere. actually coach guys up. Right. And, and develop them while they, and then yeah, let them play yeah. and do their develop thing. Them,
0: get them to their right. best and, and ability. We saw
1: it, and when, when, when Gruden was there, I mean, you know, when you get Tim Brown and guys like you got some pretty damn good players, let's right. face facts. Rich Gannon winning the MVP, they were good then too. But this draft stuff, man, long-suffering ass-kicking. Dude. It's just like every – and now I go into the draft thinking, okay, they will, they're going to screw this up, mm-hmm. so how are we going to overcome it? And you can't keep the, – the, the amazing thing, like you said, is to miss this many times and still be a good team. Right. There'll be That if you weren't in the AFC West, hell, if we had you in another – division, if you were in the NFC North – you'd be battling the, the the Packers for the division yeah, title this easily. year. easily. So they, it's amazing setbacks. So you can tell McDaniels and that group there, they've said, we're not doing this anymore. That whole group, front office, the new GM, it's like, we're done with this. We're doing it a different way. And their ass is cleaning house. And you know what? They'll probably be better for it because they've had way too many underachieving on the field and and way too much trouble off the field for a lot of different reasons.
0: Yeah, now we just have to wait and see if McDaniels can learn from the time in Denver where he tried to come in and be Belichick like we've seen so many guys from that tree do, and it never works out. It's shame on him
1: if he doesn't learn to say shame on him. Exactly,
0: and and that's going to be a killer for the Raiders because they have a ton of talent. Derek Carr is a franchise guy. They have Devontae Adams. They have a bunch of talent on that team. But if he goes in there and tries to hard-ass his way through – these guys are going to be like, just get the hell out of here, man.
1: The like, command and control leadership way, Sake, starting out. When I say command and control, the old school, my way, and this is the yes. only way, and uh, the, 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 you're not play, taking players' ideas. With an iron fist. Right. Well, you better have guys like Brady and and, and and Belichick, that combination to win that many Super Bowls would be that good, yes. both of them. But the days of the, the, the command and control leader, the, the, they're few and far between. Something else has to be awfully exceptional for that to happen you got to have a little more inspiration and feel and, and not, it's not even motivation, motivation, inspiration, are different. the trust factor, right? The your players trust you. You trust them. Not that when you go to work, it's a grind, grinding football is a grind enough. Yes. Somehow yeah. you got to get them to buy in and love it. And if McDaniels learn from Denver after going back to new England again, then they're going to be, they're, they're going to win a lot of games. Cause he's a really yes. bright football coach. The question is, will the power, will the power Craze that a lot of guys get, Bill O'Brien, force you into doing stuff you're not real good at. Be a football coach and inspire and trust. And the Raiders could change their fortunes in a brutal division.
0: Yeah, that's that's gonna be the the hardest part is that division is just insane. It's gonna be so fascinating to see how that plays out. Uh, something you did mention that I want to hit on because is a big deal. Something we've talked about multiple times on this podcast through our first 10 or so episodes. Jimmy G gets the I don't want to call it an extension he reworks his deal to basically accept the backup role and I mean sitting here seeing all the the money that he can make for playing time and, and per game bonuses and all being on the field part of me my first initial thought was Jimmy's in there every day he's with this team he's with Trey Lance. Maybe he just doesn't see it with Trey Lance and he's thinking this guy is not ready i'm going to be playing and i'm going to make 13 14 15 16 million dollars i think he can make up to 16 17 million in that range
1: six point million dollar base he took a third that's where it starts right right right.
0: and i mean that's the way it feels to me that and maybe kyle shanahan thought the same thing because you don't throw away something that you've had success with just to Hopefully not hurt your rookie quarterback's feelings or now okay. your second
1: year quarterback feeling. How many quarterbacks the last three years have been in an NFC championship game? Two of them. One guy.
0: Oh uh, yeah, you said yeah.
1: In the NFC. Him. Not Brady.
0: Yep. I was gonna the say the last I was, three years. Uh, I'm talking about that's what, I was thinking it was Brady, but it, two of the last two of the, last two of the
1: last two of the last three years. This because remember last year you didn't get to the NFC championship game because they because they they got beat by the rams on the cooper cup play yeah. right yeah. i don't know let's see did brady's first year what they do say they went and won a super bowl right this would be year three yeah. in tampa this is yeah. year three yes so he didn't get to the NFC. so the only guy in the nfc rogers didn't get to the nope. nfc championship nope. game last year the only guy in the nfc that's done it is this guy he's so, the one I mean, that's
0: been beating rogers right right
1: r- r- like. r- right right so and he's a, a jacqueski tart Catch away from probably get to another yep. Super Bowl. Now I know it's the roster, but isn't that the goal when you have good players and a quarterback does his job and gets you there? Now is there some things not to like about Jimmy? You got to get better. Yes, it's the saying. I'm going to say this, and this isn't a hot take. This I'm talking about from the time training camp start, Let's say once we hit June 1st, notwithstanding the Watson, all that stuff. I'm talking about just just on a roster, not with the Watson off. I'm talking. This will be first of all, it's the best insurance policy at the position in this league. For a Super Bowl roster, yep. a nasty-ass defense, and their front seven's filthy. Offensive line's got some things they're going to have to get better, and we know Trent Williams, but they've got some change-up. They're going to run it, and they run it good, and they've got perimeter people. they got a great tight end. They're loaded. They are a Super Bowl team. If the Rams blink, they're going to win the division. Mm-hmm. If Trey Lance plays good football. Top 10 football, they, they, hell, they've got a chance to play in February. He plays sure. like the 18th best quarterback now they may be in a little bit of trouble. So, Segs, none of us know he started three games since he left, one more in college in the last three years, and two now, last year, right, when Jimmy was hurt. So three of them in three years. So we don't know. Now we know about the talent and all of it. Kyle is never going to admit it. Now he'll admit that, hey, it's the best of all worlds. Of course it is. But he's now they may have a long leash with him. But he's sitting there saying, oh, taking a deep breath, like I'm covered in case. Because if you get to a point where you need him, Jimmy Garoppolo can go 10 weeks without taking a snap still win for you. Yes. It's about, this will be the most important roster decision, roster decision of all 32 teams in training camp. I'm not talking about who they drafted in the offseason. Training camp decision. Yeah. There will be no more. Now, if they were the Detroit Lions, Segs, I'd say, well, why? Dude, just go yeah. trade him. You know, they they got a ways to go. Let Trey play through all the crap he's going to go through leash will be longer it's the greatest security blanket at quarterback it gives them the best backup and quite frankly i think case keenum's good andy Dalton's good this is the very best one in tyrod Ty taylor's good this is this will end up being the best backup in the league who should be starting in the league he, he just should be yeah. and he's not and he didn't lose his job they gave it to trey lance they're hoping oh. it pans out bless you so yeah Segs, this will be this will, this is a goldmine get and keep by the San Francisco 49ers, no pun intended with the San Francisco gold.
0: Now, let me ask you this. When you talk about leash and you're saying a little bit longer leash, what do you think that leash is like? Because remember there was reports coming out before the draft last year that Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. He was a Mac Jones guy and, and John Lynch wanted Trey Lance. He loved the tools. He loved the size. He loved what he saw from him, And, when push comes to shove, the GM gets to make the decision. And he made the decision on Trey Lance, and they took him at number three. How long do you think this leash is now that Jimmy is sitting there on the bench? I mean, if we're in week four, they're one and two, and and Lance is just, he's out there again putting up another stinker. And, and say maybe they lost week one to the Bears, a bad football team that should, you should not be losing to. I mean, does Kyle Shanahan start thinking like you know what? Yeah, he made the pick, but this is my football team on the field.
1: Yeah, if does they're he go five, to Jimmy Garoppolo. Then, if we get into the first week or two of October, okay, so that's okay. five games or whatever it is, yep. and they're under five hundred and losing because Trey Lance. You get my right. point here now, right? right, Yeah, yeah, for sure. If he's the reason, meaning doesn't have command of what's going on, his accuracy is, is, is fluctuates. We'll get a spectacular play and then two picks and a fumble. And you you know what you know the look what it looks like right if that's him and they're losing because of him and everybody else playing good they 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 have no choice because you're not you're doing a disservice to your team if you let it get too far out of hand you can't let it now you got to have a leash but you can't let Fred Warner and and Trent Williams and these guys think that well we're just shit can in the season because our guy's not very good and that'd be losing to a couple teams you're supposed to beat so there's that if they're two and three. And Lance is playing like Jimmy, mm-hmm. sixteen to twenty-three, a touchdown, no picks, missed a wide open throw. They ran for one hundred sixty, yeah. and and you know, and the defense is banged up, and and that's why he ain't gonna. They're not gonna pull him out, right, 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 right. But if if he's the reason, and then if you get to a point where it gets to the point where you keep watching that tape, and it's like all these throws that we expected Lance to make, why we benched Jimmy on this spectacular stuff, he's not making. The key for me is not the spectacular stuff, Segs. It's going to come down to yanking a ball in the flat on third and three against your Bears when it's tied in the third quarter, if it is. You get yeah. my point? Yep. Those are the things that start to accumulate. You say, shit, dude. I mean, come come on now. That doesn't mean his career's over. It just means they might need a changeup pitch. So I'm talking early October, sub 500, and Trey Lance is the reason. You may see a change because – it would be Kyle saying, I'm quitting on the season if you stick with a guy who's playing poor football and just doesn't get it. But make no mistake about it. You can, we can say all we want. Kyle Shannon does sit in his office thinking, okay, I'm covered just in case with Jimmy Garoppolo. It is a great feeling to have. But if you're asking me if I think Trey Lance starts 17 games this year, that answer for one one reason or the other. That answer is no. Now, that does, I don't know who's going to finish it, or I hope he plays well because... He's got so much ability, but whether it's a half where they get banged up or he misses a game, I, I, Jimmy Garoppolo will play this year. And now you got a chance to win that because his winning percentage segs all time is like top eight. Yeah. He's like 35 and 12 or whatever it is. So, just well, wins. he's been on good teams. Okay. But yet we'll shit on the guy who's played on bad teams, Matt Stafford, exactly. and not win. He goes to a good team and they win. That's what you're supposed to do. So, um, Garoppolo will play this year, but that, that leash four to six weeks in. And if Jimmy, if Trey's the reason that they're not winning that, if Trey's the reason they are winning, keep an eye on a desperate team that has their quarterback get hurt. That's winning. And by the trade deadline says, we'll take him for six and a half million friggin' dollars. Keep an eye on that too. That'll dictate what happens by the trade deadline.
0: Now let's say, you know, one thing me and you, we always say, and I kind of said it a little bit ago, you don't worry about anyone's feelings. You, you, this is pro football. This I worry is about not my team's
1: feelings. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're not, you know, you're not worried about Trey Lance's feelings. Cause you're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause he might have someone looking over his shoulder. Oh, but well, let's say he is taken out in week five or six and Jimmy comes in and plays good football. What's the mindset of a young quarterback. That's like, Oh shit. Like I, I screwed this up. Like it, this is it. I'm not going to play anymore. Now do you start – now we start talking, okay, do you trade Trey Lance? Do you, you know There's so many variables when it comes to this, but what's the mindset of a young quarterback in that well, position? Well,
1: isn't that realistic? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but of the things you like, okay, what's more realistic that happens? Trey Lance kills it, and they're in the NFC championship game, or Trey Lance plays decent, and they're good because of the rest of the team, or Trey Lance plays out of his mind, and he's a superstar, Or the last one, an injury, he's not playing well, Jimmy comes in, plays well, and goes five and one because the injury, and then he comes back, and then they go to him for a game, it doesn't work, and they go back to Jimmy, and you're like, oh my gosh, the fluctuation, we've seen the movie in other places, then you say, okay, what happens to the psyche of the organization and the player? And then the other players, the collateral damage of, oh, I don't believe in him anymore, or I still believe he's going to be a great player. That matters, too, but we don't talk enough about, so... Now that then you have a decision to make. You have a 30 something right around 30, I think, isn't he? Six 31 years old, Jimmy. Rough, yeah, just over 30. I want to say my gut would tell me that they'd go back and say, We're still going to move Jimmy when the season's over. Depending now, if they get to the playoffs and lose and Jimmy's a quarterback, he's out. Yeah, he they'll just go back. He's out because they've seen that movie too, <laughs> right? I mean, name me a quarterback that you've exactly. ever seen goes to two, two NFC championship games and a super bowl in three years and gets beat out by, doesn't get beat out by a guy, gets the job handed, and he's still on your roster. You didn't trade him or move him. Uh, It just doesn't happen. So, I'm like I said, and I think Lance can be great, but there's a lot of ifs by this decision. And so I think they'd go back in that scenario and and bring Trey back. What happens to him now is going to, that will decide how fragile are you, dude? You got your ass kicked. I'd have him call Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning, and John Elway and say, talk to those three dudes about what happened to them in their cities when they were getting their ass handed to him and Troy was getting hit the chin every three mm-hmm. snaps. Right. And then ask them Manning 28 picks. What did they do? And then, and then get back to it. So I don't think it'll ruin him if he's mentally tough, but it will toy with your psyche. And then you have a decision. Now, if they go and win a Super Bowl and Garoppolo is a quarterback. Poof. Okay, okay. I mean, that, that's, roster, that, that's, that's, exact, that's a good problem. That's exactly their rosters man. and their rosters capable of it. Jimmy probably say, you know what? It's okay. You can, I, I'm going to go now. I'm going to take my Super Bowl ring and yeah. now I'm going to get 30 million somewhere yes, else. You going exactly. to trade back, right? So, yeah, it is a real good problem to have.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because you know, I've seen a lot of talk when you look at this this 49ers team like who do they remind you of? Who did they and everybody points to the first year of Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. A very good roster, a guy who we only saw start a game the previous season as a rookie he started with the last game of the season if i last remember correctly game and, and lance and, has
1: started two for the 49ers right. in his so rookie year
0: now you're looking at that's where i keep seeing it and i mean that's a lot to ask because patrick mahomes put up i i mean one of the best seasons we've ever seen for a yeah. quarterback under the age of what 24 yeah
1: let let me caution people that want that think they may see that yeah, now you may see flashes of Patrick Mahomes on some of the things Lance can do. There's no exactly. doubt. There, there's exactly. There's no doubt. Yeah. You'll see. You'll say, "Damn, he made a throw like Mahomes or Josh Allen." But yep. You'll you'll see it. Yeah. But it don't don't do that. Not you saying, please, folks, don't don't do that too. Because you're right. And Kansas City was a good team. Yeah. Alex uh, Smith yeah. had him in a good position. Alex Smith talked about an underrated quarterback who played right. as that and won a lot of games. But you, you you start to look and you say, "Well, it's very similar. Both really good rosters." And what happens, but here the, the chiefs got better because that dude was off the charts and Andy had a great season calling plays and Kyle's got that in him. So for me, sake, like, yes, the similarities elsewhere there, but we need to stop there because that's right. the outlier year that, that that that's, that's overboard. If he, now, if he does, well, then we're all going to sit back and say, well, we're their geniuses for trading up and getting tree yeah. Lance. Right. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting, but lots to talk about, but, to end this episode and and on friday it's going to be all college football ton of college football getting ready for the weekend ohio state notre dame we got georgia oregon there's a few other good games and then we'll recap west virginia
1: yeah even lsu florida state's a bit sneaky right yeah so that's sneaky Sunday. let's, yeah, let's see where florida
0: state's at like right, that's and what the brian team...
1: kelly's going to do at his quarterback thing Situation, right, right. right? And, and then we got the backyard brawl on Thursday night, which would be it, two Trojans at quarterback for a different school. Different schools. Yeah, like and
0: that. one's talking massive shit. So good for him on uh, JT Daniels. And then also I want to hit on uh, Scott Frost. Woo! Talk about a guy going to his alma mater and shit in the bed. But we'll get yeah. into that on Friday. Yeah, on boy, Friday. I got
1: a lot to say about uh, yeah, that. How'd you too? like that there onside kick yeah. up eleven? Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of two dumbasses, I didn't blame it on the offense. I didn't blame it on the offense. Yeah,
0: yeah speaking of Great dumbasses. Job. How about these two? We'll go one by one. Aaron Donald swinging multiple helmets in a joint practice. Like what kind of idiot you know is is? We saw Miles Garrett do it in the game against Pittsburgh. It now took we got six Aaron games Donald swinging, for it too. Yeah, and we see Aaron Donald getting swinging two helmets in a crowd of people. No idea who he's hitting. It's just a joke. And we talk about how good these joint practices are. Well, idiots like this are. Earlier yeah. in the off or in the preseason, we saw the Patriots and I don't remember who it was. They were fighting like crazy where it spilled into the stands. But well, was it, it
1: Buffalo? It wasn't Buffalo. It might have been. I, remember, I, I don't was, remember was, who it was. was. No, it was Mac Jones and was it Jacksonville? Yes, no? it was Jacksonville. I yes, think it was. I think, you was. Right. I think you're right. Yep. Yep. Uh, but that
0: spilled into the stands.
1: Oh, no, was so, I mean, Carolina? These, was it Carolina? It was
0: Carolina. That's what was. My bad. Matt yeah, Carolina was bitching right. about it. Right. Um, right. But it's spilled into the stands. And these idiots, they're going to get these good, what, what's a good thing, these joint practices, they're going to get them ruined. They're going to cancel them. They're, yeah, they're going to say it's not allowed because these guys can't keep their cool. It's not because, you know, teams are bitching because of this or that. It's because guys can't keep their cool in a yeah. practice.
1: Yeah. And it's controlled aggressiveness, which you, you there's you got to learn how. We, I, we They tell high school kids this all the time. You got to learn how to practice. Yeah. Stay up off your feet be physical, beat the hell out of each other. But remember that we got a bigger issue. I mean, that we got games to play Yeah. because I love joint practices. I've been a part of them as a player yep. and I loved them. I learned a lot and you saw some different things and it was intense, but you got to know when to say when now, listen, we all know how great Aaron Donald is, but he's not above criticism. No, he was, it was stupid. It was, it was just dumb. And when we say, well, nobody got hurt, but yeah, but imagine if you did, he swings yeah. and hits somebody who's got his helmet off in the face now you're looking at – now that thing leaves the field and we're talking about other kinds of stuff. Now would you would somebody – it's frivolous, criminal charge. Stop it. Okay. Yeah. You know, slap the hand, do what you got to do, but let's get away. You got to stay away from But you're right. Lovey Smith doesn't do these practices here in Houston. I don't like it because I want him to. Not that he cares what I think. But these are the reasons that Lovey Smith doesn't want to do them. This is one of them. All these fights and breaking out and guys acting stupid and their testosterone flying all over the place. And you know what's crazy? The NFL is not going to do anything. And the Rams say they're going to handle it internally. Guess what that yeah. means? Nothing. They ain't seeing. They're not going to do squat. They're going to say, dude, just be careful. They're not going to do anything. They're going to say we slapped him on the hand. He knows the rules. We got, And they're going to move on. So it was dumb. And Aaron Donald knows better. He doesn't need to do that, as does every player, because you're putting too many people in collateral damage, harm's, harms way. Can't do it.
0: Yeah, it's just. And, and I don't understand. I think it's if selfish. two team, two teams are together, that should be constituted as an NFL event, not just a Agreed. team event, uh, and he should have been suspended. You can't put oh, two if teams. Not, even in if you're
1: no suspended, you got to find him a lot of money. He makes yes. a lot of money. You got to hit it yes. somewhere. Agreed? Because
0: I, I mean, the fact that you know, just because Miles Garrett did it in a game versus a joint practice should make no difference in in the ruling or or a suspension talk okay. or anything
1: yeah you think uh, yeah. There's, uh, to me i don't know what the difference uh, more eyes saw it because it was on a national tv game yet viral eyes saw this with aaron yeah donald. this
0: was everywhere
1: i thought i thought we were supposed to hold people to a different standard right yeah and while, like i said i'm not going to make a big deal and hold it that i don't like aaron donald it was dumb emotions got in the way we see it happen guys and you forgive and forget but there's still got to be if you're going to rob peter you got to pay paul and i think that they missed an opportunity to send a message so we can keep these joint practices and not screw them up by swinging helmets. You want to swing a fist, swing a fist, dude. See it all the time. Just don't be dumb enough to hit a guy with a helmet on and break your hand It kills our football yeah. team.
0: Yeah, Push, shove, do, do all that, yeah.
1: break it up, and get your ass back to the huddle. Right. That's what it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, we see guys throw punches every single week in the NFL. No it's so stupid. And then yeah. last but not least, a couple dumbasses. Matt Ariza's stupid for what he did, or supposedly Allegedly, did. Allegedly, right. Allegedly did. And then the Bills, knowing all these details and cutting their backup punter to then get out finally, him. and then having to cut Matt Ariza for allegedly gang raping a 17-year-old last year when he was at San Diego State as the punter there. I mean, just what a shitty situation all around. And it's just, but it also shows you, you're a punter. You're just going to get cut. You're not a quarterback. You're not going to get guaranteed money
1: no matter what and, you did. And you're not a star quarterback. Exactly. You put that on there too. Yeah, so, but You're not a star we, quarterback. There's absolutely no question about it. Listen, I know that the innocent till proven guilty, and mm-hmm. I get it, but some teams are so fed up tolerating what wh- the alleged part. They just meant screw this, dude. We're not even, we're, we're not carrying that PR around. We're, it's already going to hit us because we had you on the roster knowing some details and it, Hey, can he punt? Oh yeah, he's 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 a good True. punter, but that's sure as shit not more important than what exactly. what the alleged what the alleged uh, the accusation is of you know gang. It's the, the sound of it, yeah. Gang is is horrendous for the family involved and everything. And you know what, Segs? While you do it, you don't have to. If they put it this way, it also tells me that the Buffalo Bills don't feel comfortable enough keeping it. Not just for the PR, but there's enough surrounding it that makes them want to cut a guy. That you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just says, you know what? No, we're not. We're not. We ain't waiting on that. We don't have to wait. You're gone. Okay. So now we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, like I said, right now it's, it's alleged, but I can tell you this, if the details are true and he's involved, not only should you cut him, you can't I can't play in the league. No. For a long time. You can't, you can't do it. Yeah, anymore. And if that's just... the case. And I don't know, but I wouldn't you have cut him. Knowing what, oh, what apparently I the been, bills
0: that's the problem I have with the bills. I would have cut them when I found out this information. What's the only difference from when they found out, which was reportedly the the Friday before last. And when they cut them was that it got leaked. That's the only difference. So now again, the NFL comes off looking soft on this kind of stuff and they only react when it gets out.
1: I always wonder this, if you knew, I'm just waiting for the one the, the, the team that gets out in front of something and says, we know we're getting rid of him now. You guys don't know the details, yeah. but we do. You're gone, whether there, it's him or yeah. anybody else. But, you, Segs, you know, and it's horrible to say, but there's a pecking order on superstardom and there's a pecking order on winning games. I'm not saying Buffalo. I'm not saying uh-huh. anywhere at Cleveland. I'm just saying that, well, if it didn't matter, we got a lot of guys who would I mean, when I say a lot, there's some guys who wouldn't be in the league still, judging right. from the mistakes they've made some of the stupid stuff they've done. So, yeah, I, this is, I I can't, it gives me a sick stomach. I don't even like to say the phrase, Yeah, the gang. I I can't, it it makes me sick thinking about it. And then sitting back and saying you and your buddy, I mean, who, I I guess he asked, but who does that? But you know what, Segs? unfortunately, there's a lot of demented people. And if he was involved, if he was involved, he needs to pay for it.
0: Yes. All all kinds of scars that are
1: left will be there forever for that family. That girl. So yeah, it's awful.
0: All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show on the Believe Network. Again, Friday will be all college football, talking uh, all the good games we got coming this weekend. And I do want to hit on the Michigan thing,
1: Pitt or West Virginia. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Pitt. Pitt by a three and a half, four points near a few, inside a touchdown. I'll say
0: it's a touchdown.
1: Well, there goes two two USC Trojans getting at it. What yep. what a shock! What Best more can the he business. ask for? You know, Trojan quarterbacks, baby. Yeah. All right, <laughs> that'll do it. It's a show. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.